Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM. Welcome back to another episode of The Mac Rumor Show. Hello, Hartley. How is your uh, your excitement level now with the iPhone 15 post-event? We are recording this two days post-event. And by the way, we will have a very special guest coming up in just a few minutes. But I do want to just have a quick chat with Hartley about the event because I haven't talked to you since then. It's been quite a busy week for me, and I'm sure you have had an even busier week. So uh, what are your thoughts? How are you feeling? I, I know there's a lot of mixed reviews online, so I would love to hear from you. Well, I think that although we didn't get any major surprises, mm -hmm. um, I generally really, really liked um, what we got. I think the only thing that people maybe feel a little bit disappointed by, maybe rightly so, is maybe the Apple Watch Ultra 2. Um, but everything else, I think, is a really good upgrade. Even the Series 9 had a little bit more to it than I was expecting. Um, oh, yeah. I love the color options. I love the new design. Um, there were a bunch of unexpected features. Um, overall, some really solid upgrades. What was, the, what was the disappointment with the Ultra 2? I mean, like the fact that we didn't get the black color option? Because, I mean, everything else that happened um, to just, it seemed like it was going to be what we talked about. It, it's just, I, I, I wondered if it almost just, it, like, it, I don't think it justifies being a second generation device when you consider that the AirPods Pro, the new AirPods Pro 2, have more new features than the Ultra has over the Series 9 compared to the previous generations. So it only has two new features so compared we probably to... We probably won't talk about this with our guest, but uh, do you want to talk about those features real quick on the AirPods Pro? Because I think people might not be aware. They just think, oh, it's just a USB-C case. Yeah, so it's three main upgrades. Um, you've got, obviously, the USB-C port. Um, you also have improved dust resistance. Mm -hmm. And finally, um, lossless audio, but only with Vision Pro, which is a really interesting and specific change. A, because you can't use it right now, obviously, um, and B, because it's it's so it's just so it's so niche and so specific, um, yeah. and yet enough that it's worth highlighting. I mean, that almost that almost like all but surely like tells us that there's not going to be a new pair of AirPods Pro between now and Vision Pro, right? Like there just can't be. Oh yeah, right. So. Uh, that's kind of a bummer, but like I think we kind of were already expecting that. But if we thought like, oh, there might be a new version of AirPods Pro in like October's event, or if that even happens, I don't think so. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I thought that was really weird too, because we all just thought, oh yeah, there'd be a USB-C case, uh, and that's it, and that we'd be able to buy that USB-C case separately, and that was wrong. There were a couple of things that we did get wrong, and it was mostly like there were very minor things. But like the not the new color option for the ultra, I don't know how specific that rumor was and how like legit we, we it was, but that was one of the ones that I was mostly excited about because it would have been a nice visual change for the ultra too. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, it got like brighter screen and you know some some small updates, but yeah, they could have just called it the uh, Apple Watch Ultra still and not have added the second generation to it like they did with the AirPods, and it just would have been the same. I I think that when you consider it gets all of the upgrades the Series Nine's got, it's it's enough. It's fine. Um, I suppose I'm just more surprised that there are mo not more new ultra specific features yeah um it was like when they got around to introducing the ultra there wasn't much to say because they've already shown off all this stuff for the series 9 and they had to bring it over to the ultra so i guess that does justify a, a second generation maybe i'm being too harsh on it but i think it was just the least interesting part of the event everything else i thought was really interesting what did what did you how did you feel about the whole like the flow of everything there was a lot of talk about sustainability and carbon neutral uh, products now that Apple is reducing its carbon footprint a lot. I mean, we already knew that was the goal, but um, how did you feel about that that video? Basically, a little short film that they made about that. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand the fuss about it. Some people seem to absolutely I hate it. Um, I just think I don't. I I life is too short to be that upset about like a segment of an apple event so right I, it doesn't upset me it's fine some parts of it were quite funny um you know I i've mean, moved on i've barely thought about it since here's the thing about that i i thought it was fine it was so well done the whole time i'm just sitting there thinking about how well shot it was and i mean they had like some pretty high-end actors there uh octavia spencer i mean she's in apple tv plus show forget the name of it but uh i mean so they, they had some pretty good uh actors and actresses in there that i'm just like it was a good sketch and it's a it's a much better way to deliver otherwise relatively boring information although important we should be and since when is taking it uh, taking uh like like taking a stance on improving the environment and the world that we live in and like well, since when is that a bad thing? Why are people upset about that? Do you want I don't our know if planet upset about to be? That, they just kind of felt like it was a little bit. I don't know. I think that just. I think people don't like it sometimes when companies are seen to be kind of um, trying to show off about their behavior when there are other things that may be questionable. It's like <laughs> sure. the, the valid criticism of it is that you could look at that and say, well, hang on, what about AirPods that are not remotely recyclable or repairable? Okay. And that's yes. a oh, you sell so many of those. But that doesn't so mean like, but that doesn't mean they should not do it. it in that but way, that doesn't but... mean they should not be no, doing it in like, other areas. I get what you mean. Is, I get you know, what you mean. A carbon neutral product, which is is great. So that's good. Um, AirPods not so good. I don't know. I, I don't care enough about like whether they're talking about it, whether they're not talking about it, how they're talking about right. it. Right. It just doesn't you know, matter. Just show it's... me more products, you know. Right. But like they obviously wanted to talk about it. And if they were going to do it, this was a much better way than just being like, here are some slides and here are some graphs and things and what we're doing. And that would have been probably more boring to those people who didn't enjoy this. And so yeah, it was way, way more digestible. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it was like a big theme because it led to the whole not having leather on cases and bands and all of those new uh, products that are now more sustainable and just better for the environment, which is a good thing, people, regardless of some of the other things that the companies might do out there that are questionable. I would rather they do good things as well. You know, I mean, it's like a step in the right direction. 
All right, so we're going to be talking about everything uh, that has to do with the iPhone 15 lineup and the Apple Watch Series 9 and Ultra and all that with our very special guest, I, Justine. Um, I'm going to be bringing her in right now, and so we will just do another tr transition like we did last time and uh, bring in our special guest. So uh, welcome in, Justine, uh, or should I call you lady who sees pink iPhone, interacts with it, and then, well, I don't even remember that ridiculous headline, but I just, it was the, I saw I that yesterday. no idea. <laughs> it was so ridiculous. Well, every year there ends up being like a photo or something, like a news article that's like, woman with phone. I'm like, they're like, it's, okay. I mean, I guess if you don't know someone's name, like that's fine. Like, but just to be like, lady with iPhone is excited. Like, it's just a strange headline. <laughs> I feel like it was done on purpose though, because they almost certainly know who you are. And would be just, I don't understand why they had to phrase it like that. Even even if they if they didn't know you, they could have just said like, you know, media or tech reporter or influencer or YouTuber, whatever they wanted to throw out there. But just lady sees pink iPhone, interacts with it, and then report. I don't even remember the full. It just, it made me laugh. But welcome back. It this, was so I, silly. But well, thank you. Yeah, so excited to have you. We have so many things to talk about. Um, Hartley and I were just talking about like the overall like, mood and feeling about the event do you want to start with that like how did you feel like the flow and the carbon neutral talk and the little sketch that they had that's what we were just talking about um i we liked it and there's a huge fuss going on about it but i thought it was great and i think honestly you know usually we always get like the one more thing and i think that was actually the biggest thing of the event was i don't think people realize like what a huge impact they're making not only for all of the Apple products, but kind of setting the standard for how companies should act and should kind of push forward. And I think it's pretty impressive. So, I mean, at first you're like, okay, carbon neutral, and it's, it's, it's easy to make fun of, but what they're doing and what they're accomplishing and still maintaining having an incredible product and not losing that quality, I think is pretty impressive. And obviously it's great for the planet as well. All right, so let's let's start with what was the the first product there. It was the Apple Watch Series Nine and the um, Apple Watch Ultra Two, and I think I have been like kind of hard on it because all of the rumors suggested something that wasn't going to be that exciting, and then I honestly it ended up being ra rather important upgrade, like the the S Nine SIP as they called it, the uh, the whole like the whole influence and impact that that has on the lineup now and like all the new features that come with it, the double tap that I wasn't expecting and totally forgot was some sort of like take on an accessibility feature, but now works like really, really well. Um, yeah. What are you guys' thoughts on that? We'll start with Justine and then Hartley. I want to get your, your thoughts because we haven't talked about that yet. So when they first announced it, a lot of people were saying that this is something that was already in the accessibility settings and they're like, this isn't brand new, but it, it is actually because yeah. the way that they're, really making it work is they're tracking like the blood flow and the constriction of when you pinch your fingers. So using this, you know, faster chip and being able to to kind of process that data, like this is something that yes, potentially started in accessibility, but now they're bringing it to the masses as a feature. So before you had to turn it on, you could only do specific things. And it worked really seamless too, which was kind of impressive. And there's definitely been those times where we're, we're holding things and you need to actually like select something on your watch. So I'm glad that they're making this a feature now. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that that is, if I was going to upgrade this year, that would be the main thing that was pushing me to do so. Um, Cause I think it is a genuine quality of life feature. Um, it's something that 
everyone can use. It's not it's not like uh, something like the S9 chip. It's a nice iterative thing, but no one is going to think on a day-to-day -day basis, oh, I'm really glad I have the S9 chip. But double tap, you actually may well think that. Um, I think it's something that is really useful. Um, one of the things they didn't mention, though, at all, um, and yet I think it, 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 this also would make a massive difference to me, um, is the increased amount of storage, double the amount of storage on Apple Watch for the first time since the Series 4. Um, and I think that is a pretty significant upgrade um, because I always run out of space for music and podcasts on my watch. So um, I'm really happy they finally done that. Yeah, I was going to say, I actually, I really don't either. But yeah. the I think that one of the selling points for that too was to allow to have the health data, I think for up to like a week or something stored on your Apple Watch. And it's stored locally so you can quickly access you know, how many steps you've taken this week and those types of things. So that's allowing that to happen as well. Of course, that's being powered by S9, right? Because you've got those, right. um, you've got the neural engine, which is powering all of these new Siri capabilities, um, which people were kind of saying after the event, sort of cynically about the same old stuff about Siri. But I was thinking, really, of all devices that you actually want Siri to work reliably on, the Apple Watch is pretty high up on that list because you're not always going to have an internet connection. Um, you know, when you're when you're out and about, that's the time when you don't have Wi-Fi and maybe cellular isn't so reliable and you may not be able to access the internet. So you do want, when you just want to like start a workout, I don't need to go and contact a server to be able to, you know, get Siri to do that. Um, so that also is, again, one of those quality of life upgrades. Yeah, I was just going to say that makes it like 25% faster uh, and it just like already seems like a much better uh, way to get things done with Siri because how many times have you tried to like invoke a task and it just sits there and she's like just one second and you're like oh, I mean like come on I could just do this faster by taking my phone out and getting it done at this point so I think that's going to be hopefully a huge impact because Siri is one of the things that I do not like to use on my watch because of that reason so um, that's that's something that I'm looking forward to also the display I think it looked really, really good. And just being that much brighter and then also being able to go down to one nit so that I don't burn my eyeballs at night when I'm looking at your watch and how bright it is. I think that's a huge feature that we didn't really know we needed until they talked about that, honestly. Yeah, and I think the hard thing is because we're at this point now where technology is so good. There's only so much you can do in right. each upgrade. So I feel like we're expecting this new brand new thing every single time. And I mean, to be honest, like that's not necessary. And again, the exciting thing is this, this watch has been completely redesigned using different types of recyclable materials. I mean, this is the first product that is 100% carbon neutral for Apple, which is, you know, when you think about it, like we kind of, again, we gloss over that fact, which is kind of a pretty impressive feat. How do you feel about the new bands? I like them. And it's wild too, because so many of them are also carbon neutral. So they've got all of these recyclable materials, which also makes sense. Um, I'm a huge fan of the Sport Loop. And they actually felt a little bit softer this year, which was kind of nice. And now they're doing away with the leather. So the Hermes bands, you know, you're used to seeing that premium leather, but they did a really great job of kind of incorporating like this higher quality plastic in them. And some of the Nike bands too, like they obviously look really good. I really like the bands. I, in particular, was happy that um, kind of, I guess, because some of these designs are a bit familiar um, with uh, the way that they've integrated the new fine woven material. Um, and some of these bands, like the modern buckle um, and the way that's been 
reimagined. I'm glad that they've kept some of those enclosures and clasps and mechanisms because I think those have kind of been a little bit forgotten over the years. Um, and I always thought that modern buckle, it looked great from when that was first unveiled in 2014. Um, it's such a unique buckle. I'm so glad that they've kind of kept it and kept it at the forefront of people's minds, actually, and given it another kind of moment in the sun, because I think that everyone's just forgotten about it, especially where originally it was only available for the smaller models. So, you know, Dan with his larger Apple Watch and his Apple Watch Ultra probably hasn't thought about the modern buckle in like five years. Nope, <laughs> I have not. Um what about the, okay, you know, I don't want to assume and I don't want to bring this back up again, but you were the the lady who interacted with the pink model. How do you feel about the Apple Watch? Did you get a chance to check that one out as well? The new pink color. I did. And I mean, obviously it was kind of crazy because as I was going through like my footage of stuff that I filmed at the event, I was like, I didn't even touch another color phone, which, yeah. oh, sorry. And my uh, my phone is also going off. But yeah, it was it was wild because, I mean, obviously we saw the rumors. We thought it was going to be like a super bright pink but the pink and the way that they're doing kind of this new, I guess, way of, I guess, injecting the the color into the glass and into the the aluminum, like it really did look like a such a premium device. Like usually the 15s kind of feel like they're lacking a little bit because then you have the pro versions that look so awesome. But they really did a great job with them this year. Like they just, it has like this matte finish, but it looks so premium. We'll we'll jump we'll jump back into that in a minute when we get to the iPhones because I do agree that I think it feels so much better than what it did before. Um, is there anything else with the Series Nine before we move on to the Apple Watch Ultra, which should only take a few minutes because really the Apple Watch Ultra, besides getting up to three thousand nits of brightness now, um, which is Apple's brightest display ever, uh, and there's the flashlight. But I mean, what else did we were just talking about this Harley? It didn't get any Apple watch ultra specific features so pretty much just got all the same updates as the series nine and that was kind of it and there's a new uh watch face i know you don't use the apple watch ultra so you don't care but justine do you use the ultra or do you go with the smaller one oh. yeah it, no it's my it's been my my main go-to this entire yeah. year and you know when they first announced this watch i was like i'm never going to do any of these activities but then i recently got into diving because of the apple watch and i think that's what's so awesome is like this watch has made diving feel so accessible to anyone. And I did hope that they were going to come out with a matte black version because it looked so cool in all of the photos. Know. But <laughs> I know. I mean, I feel like that's going to be like, you know, the Apple Watch 3 we're going to get or the Ultra 3. But the update that I did like is it now has uh, the updated light sensor. So it will be able to determine whenever it gets dark, it will automatically flip to like the red screen. The delay is wild between us, so I wait a little <laughs> bit to like see if Hartley's going to say something, so I don't cut anyone off. But Hartley just didn't have anything to say there, so it's nope. just like this is this is what you this is what you get when you do uh, when you do this with people all throughout the world. I mean, Justine, you're in California. Hartley, you're in the UK, and I'm just in Ohio, so it's just uh, you know it's hard to it's hard to combat the delay. But Hartley also has no other opinions on the Apple Watch Ultra two, so we can move on to the iPhones. Nope. <laughs> well, okay, I, I was gonna say because I will talk about the Apple Watch Ultra all day long because it honestly is such a great device. Like I'm I'm it, the big biggest fangirl ever it is and i love it hartley you need to jump on it strictly for the fact that the battery life is just so good whether or not you think you're going to use the I'm rest tempted. of it i am tempted it's just my, my wrist's too small my no wrist's nonsense too small. i don't think i can get away with it i have 
literally like my wrist is so tiny like it, it does look massive but it's so light because of the titanium like it doesn't actually feel that mm. aggressive uh, hartley do you like the way it looks i know we've talked about this before but i feel like you like the I, way i do okay I like it. I, I like the way it looks, but this is the thing: is I like the stainless steel Apple Watch. That's what so I was going to say. It's a, it's really tricky to to yeah. kind of weigh that up. So where are you at right now? Are you thinking S nine stainless steel, or are you thinking uh, the? Uh, I shouldn't say S nine. That's going to confuse a lot of Samsung people out there. Well, series nine. I've got a. I've got a series eight. I've got a series eight. Okay. So it's it's it literally would just be for like double tap. It would be for the HomePod integration, more storage. It's quite a lot, but I'm also one of the idiots that buys an Apple Watch MS, mm. which means that it's a little bit more expensive to upgrade. And therefore, I don't know if I can justify a generation to generation upgrade for an MS. Well, how do you feel about the, the, the Hermes bands now without having leather? I feel like that is kind of the appeal for a lot of people who actually want that the one. The band's still available. On the I MS website. wasn't going to say it, Hartley. I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> okay, so in in efforts to not get Hartley canceled by uh, the people you know out there who really take the environment seriously, um, we'll move on to the Apple Watch, or I'm sorry, to the iPhone 15. And going back to what you were saying, Justine, about the um, the way it feels, like both phones feel so good now like just the slight refinements in the design chain well i know the the iphone 15 pro and pro max had bigger changes but even with the 15 i was honestly for a minute thinking like i could do this i could do the 15 and be probably totally happy with this i think this is the first time that the standard models have got a seriously competitive design um i think these are the best looking standard iphone models um that we've ever had by such a long margin um because when when you had the glossy black glass, I mean the iPhone 13 looked pretty good when it moved to the, having the um, uh, the sort of diagonally arranged cameras. We got some really nice colors. The iPhone 12 was also a, a way bigger upgrade over anything we'd had before for those standard models. But this just feels on another level. Um, and you know, I'm taking a lot of flack for defending this position at the moment, but I think these are the best color options across the lineup that we've ever had um, on the iPhone ever. I saw and your tweet. I think that all in all. Yep, yeah, on the standard oh. models. I mean, I'll defend that some other time. But no, no, you're defending it now. Model, you're defending it now. Incredible. I feel like I'm going to be outnumbered. They're, they're, Justine, what do you think about the colors? You don't? Yeah, Justine I, will. Justine will back I me mean, up on this. No, for sure. I mean, there's a pink iPhone. That's all that I care about. But I mean, I do think the colors are good. I mean, I'm still in the mindset. Like, I love the aggressive colors. Like the 10R when they did those, the whole like rainbow lineup. Like those were so great. Okay, the colors on the 15 are fine, though they're still not as vibrant that uh, that they, you know, they're still not as vibrant as they could be. So, like, I don't know why they still kind of did the, like, pastel. It's very much in line with the iMac, in my opinion. It's like the frame is a little bit more vibrant, and then you got the back. It kind of bleeds into being a different, slightly different shade of the color that you might choose. But those are fine. It's just, do you really mean that with the pros? Do you really mean that with the pros? You you really think that those yeah. colors are good? In person, they are yeah. better. In person, they are better. But when I saw like what they were potentially going to be early on, eh, I still, I don't know. I I don't think it does I'm anything. I'm just glad for they me. didn't do the red. Because the red no. was the red, and I was like, oh. no, no. Oh, you let? Oh, oh, I just don't let. <laughs> oh. oh no, you wanted the red. 
I did like it. Yeah, like the mat, the darker red. I, I, you know, it's because it's so different. We've never really had. Um, I mean, I know they had like the plus, the the product red plus version, like back in the day. But I mean, since they've moved on to this shape, we really haven't had anything that was like, I don't know, more vibrant and like unique. I mean, we had a bunch of different blues. And that the green was probably my favorite one, like the the second green that they made with the thirteen. Um, but no, I was looking forward to the red. The blue is better, in my opinion, um, in person. I, it looks a lot. Does it not remind you of the uh, Midnight MacBook? Yes, actually, and it kind of looks a lot like I think it was the iPhone twelve that had the the blue color. But because of the titanium, it has like this kind of like ombre look to mm -hmm. it. But I do think the colors are very similar. So even kind of looking at the natural and the the white titanium it's kind of the same thing like the starlight and the silver like they look very yeah. similar but yeah i mean I, i'm just not a fan of the color red but i i do think that that would have been a really bold choice and people probably would have been into it the uh i don't know that i would have gotten it i just i just liked i just liked the way that looked in those renders that didn't make any sense but the um the natural one um is probably the one i'm going to go with just because it's the only different one that we have in the pro lineup I feel like over the last few years, we've had a blue already. So I kind of wanted to try something different, but I don't know if I like it or not. That's my only thing, but all right. So I guess I'm outnumbered here. You like these colors. I'll, I'll let it be. I'll let it be. Um, what else did you well, guys the nice thing is that, Oh, go ahead. I was going to say that, um, if you're an Apple watch ultra, it did look like I didn't have them side by side, but it looked like the natural matches the titanium really well of the, of the Apple watch oh, ultra. That's... That's good. I'll have to see. Okay, so then then that'll make it like all be cohesive. I know Hartley's a big fan of that. Um, mm -hmm. Is there anything else on the 15 and 15 plus that you really liked in that upgrade? I mean, I think this is one of those like phones nowadays where unless you really want the Pro Max and what it can offer, I don't know that I would not upgrade or just tell you to upgrade to the 15 and 15 plus. Um, because I don't know if the pro is really necessary at this point compared to the 15. That's how good I thought this upgrade was. I think for a lot of people, that's probably the case at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I just, it just depends on what sort of customer you are, whether you're an enthusiast or an average person. But I think what's so striking about the 15 and 15 plus is that for the average person, the upgrade is so useful and so so sort of um across the board whether it's USB-C, whether it's the 48 megapixel camera or even um uh, the new portrait uh, experience um or even uh, the precision finding um for uh friends when they're nearby if they've also got um a u2 or device or second generation ultra vibe band, whatever they're calling it um they're, they're practical useful features they're not they're not these high-end features which are good like external recording and the ability to record in log all of that stuff's really impressive for the pros but a lot of the people if you tell them you can now record in academy color encoding they're going to just look at you like there's something wrong with you um but <laughs> something that's really useful like USB-C, um you know everyone can get something out of that i think that's that's sort of where i stand on the upgrade no, definitely agree. I mean, most people, like my dad's not going to, well, actually, no, my dad might go out and try to record and log. So I, I take that back. But most people's <laughs> parents, like, that's not something that you're going to be doing. Is your dad really into filming? Is that where this all stems He's from for you? He's super tech savvy. Okay, nice. I might have to blame him a little bit. So yeah. Oh, nice. another thing. Oh, I guess we're going to be moving on to the, the pros soon. So I'll, I'll save it. For oh, that. no, no, we can, you got as long as you want. Go ahead. Or, or unless you, you, is it for the pros? Is that what you're going to say? It's for the, it's okay. it's pro specific, yeah. I mean, I guess we could move on. The only thing that we should probably note with the uh, the fifteen is that 
Um, I mean, if you really wanted the transfer speeds of USB 3, you're not going to get that with the 15. You're just going to get um, the same speeds as, what is it 2.3? Is that what Lightning was, right? USB it's just 2. USB 2. Oh, okay. I thought there was yeah, like so a that's iteration of it. Uh, megabit per second. Yeah. So USB 3 is 20 times faster. But I don't think that really matters. And it's important to understand that if you want Trans fast transfer speeds, you probably want them uh, for stuff you're shooting with the camera. And if you're shooting um, you know, professional content with the camera, you're going to buy a pro model. Yeah. So, you know, for 99% of people, it really doesn't matter. Well, we'll move on to the pros, but uh, we can start with the camera, though. Um, and one of the features that actually works with uh, both models is the whole, like, uh, stuff behind the portraits and the ability to, which I we, we tested out when we were at the event, um, you know, you could literally just point it at somebody and it'll automatically detect just like the the macro mode, you know, how it pops up in the bottom left there. You just tap on it or you don't even have to do that. Take a picture, go into edit and figure it out later, which I think is super useful um, to like get the shot faster and not have to worry about like, oh, am I in portrait mode? Oh, I, you know, and then I, I don't know about you guys, how you feel about that, but. No, I definitely agree because I feel like when we're all out filming or taking photos and you have to specifically specify, especially if you hand it to like a stranger that you're like, okay, put this into portrait mode and they don't know yeah. what they're doing. And now you can just take it and then decide later, like if you want that to be a portrait photo. So I think that is pretty exciting. And it's great. That that's across the board. When it comes to portrait mode, I always feel like um, whenever, because I always tell people when they take like a photo of me, I always say, use portrait mode. And people always look at me um, sort of like they've forgotten that that feature even exists whereas this is just this is so much more convenient now i don't need to ask anyone to turn anything on it's just and i can i can change the perspective afterwards um, and just make it look exactly right so this is really useful yeah so now you can adjust depth control afterwards but you can also adjust the uh the focus so if you want something in the background to be blurred instead of the foreground or vice versa then you can do that later on you don't have to get all artsy in the moment, which again, just kind of helps when you're taking that photo. Um, all right, let's move on to the pros. We have a lot there. Um, titanium was the big, isn't that just like the, the the tagline for this? Just like titanium. So, I mean, they kind of let that do the talking. How do we feel about the titanium frame? Uh, Justine, you were able to hold it and check it out. How do you feel? How does it feel in your hand? I mean, I think it looks great. And it's so weird because it, it felt so much lighter. And I think it actually yes. is a little bit lighter than the previous, which is pretty impressive that they're able to, you know, make that be a lighter device. And it just, they, they all of them look really great next to each other. And of course, yes, I know we wish that there were some brighter and more vibrant colors. I mean, I'm still holding out that one day they're going to come out with a pink pro, but I mean, realistically, it's probably not going to happen. But the natural, I think, is my favorite because it's kind of like a, a light, subtle gray, and it's really, really pretty. Hartley, from a distance, how did you feel about it? Um, well, I think the uh, the lightweight um, design is probably the most appealing thing about this design. The contoured edge is also really good if you don't use the case especially. Um, but this is the lightest iPhone, um, the lightest Pro model they've ever done. Um, so it's lighter even than an 11 Pro, but it's lighter even than a lot of devices we had before that. So something like um, an iPhone 7 Plus, which was super light with an aluminium uh, chassis, the whole thing, there's no glass on the back of that device. The iPhone uh, 15 Pro is lighter than that. 
it is it is a big improvement in terms of weight. Um, so if you, especially if you don't like the bigger model, I'm one of those people. Um, the Pro Max is too big for me, so I definitely can get a lot out of having a lighter device like this. But they reduced the size just a little bit now compared to last year, just a little bit. Yeah, it's just like one, just one millimeter off the height and width um, because of those bezels. Um, so even that will make a tiny bit of difference in the hand um, combined with those curved edges. Um, I think it also just looks way better with those slimmer bezels. I know it's like we're talking millimeters here, but overall you can see in the pictures the differences. Um, was that really noticeable um, in the hand that it, it did feel noticeably kind of just a touch slimmer and those bezels making a difference? Yes. It did like, yeah, like the first time that like I picked it up, it was just, it was kind of shocking because it, it, I don't want to say it felt it because it felt more like a, I don't even, I don't want to say cheap because that's not the right word, but it right. just felt so much lighter, which kind of, in my mind, it gives that kind of, because you, you feel like it would be like a cheap plastic or something, but it mm -hmm. is like a high quality titanium, which gives it that lightweight feel. And it, I don't know. I mean, I'm obviously i'm number one apple fangirl over here so i was just super excited and obviously the display looks incredible and just having it be that smaller frame like you can definitely tell i'm not usually in the business of hyping up very minor changes and features that shouldn't matter but it really did matter it really did make a difference somebody called me weak in my video because i said that uh when i don't use a case okay i don't use a case and when i pick up the the 14 pro max and these sharper edges here after a while, when you're really like gripping this thing because you don't want to drop it because you don't have a case on it, like it really does start to dig into your palm a little bit and it doesn't feel good. And like holding the Pro Max, the 15, like, yeah, I know it was a short period of time, but it just felt so much better that 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 ever so slight change to the design, the edges there were better. The slimmer bezels. I, OK, I don't know what it was. I looked at the screen and I'm like, the screen just seems better to me. I was assured that it's not that different, so it wasn't, must have just been my mind playing tricks on me. Maybe it was the fact that the bezels were slimmer. I don't know. Shout out to Sam, Sam Cole. I don't know that I'm going to go his direction and say that these slim, slim bezels are amazing. Like, I, I, you know, I don't know. But uh, what did you think? Did you notice it at all, or was it just like my kind of perspective where I saw it and I'm like, something seems better about this display, and I just can't quite like put my finger on it. I think because it is more rounded and smooth, I mean, it does have a different look to it and it does mm -hmm. have a different feel. So, you know, I'm just glad that there is some kind of a difference because I feel like, you know, you kind of want your devices to look different than the previous one when you get them. And honestly, I put a case on mine, so I half the time forget which color I even originally got anyway. Yeah, that's what everybody yells at me about. They're like, you're just going to put a case on it. Well, I don't put a case on it. So uh, I might be one of the the few people out there that it really does matter how the phone feels naturally and how it does look because nothing's covering it up for the most part. I do put a case on it for like a week. I buy a case, I test, you know, I, I put it on and then after a while I'm like, this is too bulky and I take it off. Um, Hartley, what about you? I know you, you don't use, well you do, you flip back and forth like case and no case, right? I do, but the contoured edges are, have persuaded me now that I'm not going to going forward. Um, I think that this phone is meant to be used without a case, and the colors are just too good. Um, and I've, it's a shame I can only pick one. Um, that's how much I like these colors. You don't, um, Justine knows, I, you I don't have to pick one. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to. I mean, yeah, I you know, since you're Justine not going to get an is. Apple Watch, you might as well get two phones. Yeah, yeah. Which color do you think you're going to get? 
Uh, well, titanium, um, the natural titanium seems to be the uh, the sort of popular choice this year. And mm. I get the white iPhone every year normally. So I feel like it's not too adventurous. But then the blue also, I think this is the best blue they've ever done. I just think it's the most like neutral, perfect blue. Um, I, I know Pacific blue was popular a few years ago. Sierra blue. Um, I prefer this. Boo, Sierra so, Blue was not yeah, good. I know. Everyone thinks I've got such cold <laughs> takes on the color options, but I don't care. I think it's a good blue. Um, uh, it is great so, blue. I yeah, think you would be very happy with it. I'll go with the natural. I think every color in the in so the in the fourteen pro or fifteen pro max lineup is good. I think they're fine. I don't think you're going to pick one and be disappointed. I just don't think they're exciting. That's my only issue. There's with no them. gold. My favorite color of all time was the, the iPhone 10 when it came out with the that gold look. Yeah. It was just so perfect. So nice. That was probably the um the nicest gold they've ever done. It really is. Like I still sometimes take the phone out from my closet and just like look at it. I mean the iPhone of course, 10 that's in general think I would was do. <laughs> just so nice. It was just the best. It was. It really was. Um okay, well we didn't talk at all about the action button, another change that has happened that we we knew was coming yeah, but like something yeah go ahead that's something i really want to hear um your guys experiences about because it this did not uh this didn't work quite how a lot of people i think expected it to with it just being a single click it's using haptic feedback um can you take us through the experience of actually using it um and how that sort of um how you set it up and what the experience is like justin you go ahead yeah they yeah, they originally have it set up like when you get your phone to be the silent switch and you have to press and hold. And then you go into the settings and you can set different things like focus mode. You can set it to be the camera. Um, you can set up shortcuts, which I think is kind of cool because you can run an entire shortcut of, of things that you want to set up. But I'll probably have mine set up to be on the camera and it gives you the option to do selfie, portrait, and video. And it's it's pretty seamless, to be honest with you, but it's going to take some time to get used to because I'm going to be looking for that silent switch all the time, which I did use a lot. Interesting. I never really used it. Really? Yeah, I just always keep it on silent. I never flip it over to having sounds happen. The, uh, you can just switch it to the silent in the, the control panel now. So it's, it's easy if you do right. decide to make the action button be something else. I was just going to say that I guess that at least now for people that that you know do just kind of leave it on silent all the time now you can make that that area of the phone more useful. Um it's just interesting to me that they've chosen to do it with like a long press motion. It's not a single press and you can't map multiple things as far as I understand. Um but I kind of think maybe that's for the best that it just keeps it really simple and it avoids accidental presses as yeah, well. That because was, uh, if it if it did something yeah. like I don't know, turn the flashlight on, um, and you just constantly accidentally hitting that button, then that really would get annoying. So you're, maybe you're it be is for the best that burning a hole in your pocket like also, I do. It's in Dynamic <laughs> Island as well, which is also I don't think anyone really thought about that beforehand that this would be a perfect thing to go there. Yeah, that was my first thing when I when I initially like grabbed it my first instinct was like okay i'm just gonna press this and it's gonna do its thing and <clears throat> they have apple reps there you know to kind of help you go through it and they're like oh no yeah you gotta hold it and i was like why and then it took me about three seconds to realize why someone like me who's constantly holding it in their hand and i'm always tapping on the little camera icon there the little widget and the flashlight it's for people like me who can't stop holding it in their hand fidgeting with it 
and then accidentally setting it off to whatever shortcut you have. Maybe it's to call your mom, and then you're constantly calling your mom every five seconds of the day. So, I mean, <laughs> like, I understand that. But then I, I do agree with you, Hartley. It's kind of a lost, um, like, there's like a little bit of a lost realm of possibilities there with like being able to do single tap, double tap, triple tap if we wanted to get crazy and having different things be mapped to that button. I will tell you, it's not a Bixby button like somebody wrote in a headline that I saw today that said uh, it's basically a Bixby button clone. That could not be more wrong, but yeah, I mean, um, overall, I think it's going to be something that will be more useful to me personally over just having it be, you know, just the mute switch. Um, but it's good to hear other perspective, like just seeing you actually use the mute switch. So are you, but you, you are going to go to the camera. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I'll be fine without it. Cause I do most of the time keep it on silent, but even, yeah. you know, when this podcast started, I just, oh, I was like, oops, just flip the switch. So it's mm -hmm. super easy. But what is nice, especially for people that take a lot of photos or videos is you can use it also as uh, a trigger button. So you can use mm -hmm. that to take photos and videos. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know how many times you guys accidentally take screenshots <laughs> of things. Oh so God. I think that is another reason why they're <laughs> making it so that you do have to press and hold. And I feel like it could also be a software update. If one day, you know, down the line, they decide, okay, we can do a double tap, triple tap. I think that could easily be something that's like a new feature. I wonder if you can actually make that a screenshot button. You could probably do that in shortcuts. I mean, the, the honestly, you don't even need a Yeah, if you really want to get in the weeds with this thing, I mean, you could just go into shortcuts and probably create it to be whatever you want it to be. Um, and they did make like a little bit of a different UI tweak to like make it easier to kind of set something up on the fly there. Um, and then I also like that a lot of the built-in options are, you know, they have multiple options like uh, Justine alluded to with the camera where you can set it to be like, oh, it's going to open up into portrait mode. Um, so you don't have to switch anything if you want to, or you can use the features that they've already added for that. Um, and then you can actually just make it do nothing if you really want to, um, which I thought was funny. But uh, yeah, so that's the action button. And then uh, let's move on to the cameras because that was probably the biggest thing for the Pro Max. You do not have the same telephoto lens on the standard Pro. You get the 3X that we've kind of always had. But on the Pro Max, you now get a 5X uh, telephoto camera, which I believe they said was 120 millimeters in focal length, which is pretty far. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Did you test it? I was just taking pictures, creeping on people from a distance when I was testing it. Didn't mean to, but it just kind of happened that way. <clears throat> I know. I was doing the same thing. I'm like, oh man, all of these random people are just in my pictures. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I tested it out very briefly and yeah. I mean, obviously it worked. The thing that I did like is having that main camera kind of be able to bump up from, I think it was like, um, was it 23 or the, whatever the millimeters were, each one, because you can do three different focal 24, lines. what was it, Harley? You know this stuff. I know 24, was it 24? Uh, 24, is, 28, 35? It gives you a choice of... Yeah. 13, 24, 28, 35, 77, and 120. Okay, so between all of them, yeah. But like on the one, when you tap on the 1X, that'll take you through, it was like 24 something else and 35. I, I think 24, I just, 28, 35, correct? Is that right? That sounds right. That sounds right. It's, but it's so incremental, but it's also pretty great because those are very common lenses that you would be putting on. So you're automatically yeah. getting that. So I like that they're like, you have so many cameras and lenses in your pocket, which is true. And you know, these phones are getting so powerful that I am so excited to test out the 
thing they kind of glossed over a little bit, but it was the big mention of Vision Pro is when you turn it sideways, you can film stereoscopic. So you're basically going to be able to film 3D content on this phone, which is going to bring that technology to just normal everyday consumers because before you had to have these massive rigs and huge cameras and now you're going to be able to shoot that on your iPhone, which is going to be really cool. Hartley, you are my go-to fact checker here. Were we expecting that to be on this phone? I was not. I personally thought that was going to be something that happened on at least the 16, maybe the 17. Like we, we, we wanted this to happen because I said, if you want to make Apple Vision Pro more useful right out of the box, make it so that on our iPhones, we can shoot the videos and we knew that was going to happen i wasn't like you know saying anything groundbreaking i just did not expect it to happen right now so that was a huge surprise justine you're right it's possibly one of the biggest things in my opinion like one of the most underrated announcements of that for those who at least plan to get a vision pro in the future yeah that wasn't uh, one of the things that was widely rumored we'd heard a couple of things but it was always sort of assumed this would be further down the line mm -hmm. but when you consider that this is the iphone that will be out when vision pro launches this will be the flagship it makes sense and we are seeing the start of a kind of vision pro ecosystem springing up now it's definitely started because now your iphone has a specific integration with vision pro because realistically when you're out and about you probably won't have your vision pro on your head and use that camera button uh, to be taking photos um, a lot of the time you are going to be using you know what you've got with you which will be your iphone but also um, as we mentioned before dan you've also got now the uh, airpods pro 2 the new version um, only supporting lossless with Vision Pro as well. So now there's two Vision Pro specific features on two of Apple's major products. Um, and that is, to me, pretty telling of the direction we're going in. No, so you mentioned the AirPods, the USB-C, which was, I mean, obviously they're gonna have to update all of these products, but I think that was, that was interesting is only the USB-C case and those AirPods will specifically be working with the uh, the Vision Pro to do the lossless audio. So like having that whole experience is going to be pretty impressive. Yeah, we kind of talked about this before we um, brought you in, but it, it is one of the weirdest things that it got more features, I believe Hartley said, more features than what the Apple Watch Ultra 2 got in terms of at least like specific features for that, that the random tossed aside AirPods Pro got basically more updates um, and it's still considered the second generation not a third generation but um, yeah I mean I, I think there are some big updates for people who are thinking of getting the Pro Max I would still maybe say you know really look at the overall landscape of like what's being updated for the 15 Pro Max compared to the 14 Pro Max and if you're thinking about like oh should I do a yearly upgrade there I don't know if it's going to be it but for anyone else, I think it's a, a huge bump, um, and you should feel like it's a pretty decent upgrade there. I don't know what you guys think about that. Yeah, I mean, it's hard because, you know, there are so many upgrades, and, like, the phones that we have right now are already so good. So I think if it is something that you are looking forward to and you are going to be getting a Vision Pro and you want to start creating content for that specifically, and the ability to also record externally, I think is going to be such a cool feature. So I'm really excited to test that out. So if you guys work with video, um, so maybe you can uh, give us a sense of why some of these things are a big deal. Um, recording externally, log, um, Academy Color. Yeah, they, it's it's just going to be so awesome because 
a lot of times being able to like transfer that footage, especially after a shoot, like I can have this connected to arrive already and all the footage is already on there. And I think that for a lot of people is going to be awesome. And even doing kind of like pro uh, photo shoots, like you can, maybe this might not be the main camera that you're using, but to be able to just have it automatically connected and get some test shots and see how it works. But honestly, this probably at this point could be your main camera. If you have incredible lighting and being able to have that automatically go up to a display and it's it's just going to be game changing, I think, for a lot of people. I'm just happy Will you that... do this for CES, Dan? Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. I don't know if I would shoot and log for CES, but I mean, I definitely want to try it. I just, I don't know how necessary it is for me on a regular basis. Uh, but I mean, I already take my my phone to CES and just film everything there. I don't, I'm no longer doing the camera thing on the show. It's just too exhausting. Uh, Justine, you know how it is. It's it's too much. So, right. I mean, our well, phones are already, the... go ahead. No, I was going to say where log really kind of shines and where I usually use it is mostly like outdoors because you're getting mm -hmm. that extra bit of dynamic range and being able to adjust the colors. And for most people, you're not going to use it. But once you do, especially if you love kind of customizing your looks for, for films or even just for, you know, for CES, it could yeah. be great. But you are going to have much larger file sizes. So that's going to be where I think a lot of people aren't going to be using it every single day. So with with one of the things that... um is intriguing is that if you really were like somebody who made videos for a living and you wanted to use your phone um, and then you were a mobile editor basically like with your iPad, you could just now record, you can record straight to an SSD and then plug that SSD into your iPad and just start working. And you can save all that file space um, on your phone. You don't have to take it up and you can literally just shoot video connected with USB-C um, straight to the ssd there and then just go ahead and import that footage to another device like that's super fast workflow for people who want to take advantage of that i don't know about the academy color i don't think i'm going to be making any movies that'll be considered um for best picture anytime soon but i mean i guess it's nice if you there are yeah. filmmakers out there who shoot full movies on iphones so well, this is where I'm hoping that they do a Final Cut update that will allow you to edit from external drives because that was one of the things that I was so excited about to be able right. to edit in Final Cut with an external. So right now you can't do that, but right. I still use LumaFusion a lot because you can use external drives, but that's an incredible case right there. Like you just shoot it to a drive, pop it over to your iPad, and then you can automatically start working. Or you can even use your computer as well. Yeah, I... I I think that, well, yeah, exactly, your computer. How many times are we sitting there waiting for, I mean, I guess we don't need to airdrop anymore because now we have the USB-C um, transfer speeds there with the USB 3. But, I mean, still, you can speed things up and have it the way you want it and just be able to immediately take it off of that. And I, I know that we don't have the ability to edit off the SSD yet, but maybe it'll come silently or maybe it's already there and we just don't know. And, they, and it's, it's on its, its way. And we just, who knows? Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of the the whole landscape. I mean, the, the A17 Pro, do we really want to talk about that? I, we, actually, we didn't touch on the gaming, the whole console gaming. And we oh, can sure. kind of end on that. Uh, I keep forgetting about that. I mean, the fact that you could, you have ray tracing now available and like you could possibly have console games be played on your iPhone is just wild to me. What do you guys think about that? 
Yeah. Did you play the demo? Because I played the uh, Diablo Immortal. I mean, obviously that's like still a mobile game, but they were still showing like just how great like the graphics and stuff looked. But I am excited to test out the gaming. No, I was I was in such a frenzy of trying to get things done that I forgot about gaming like I almost did just now and didn't play the demo. And I'm sad because that would have been good footage to have. But it was good. Yeah, I mean, Diablo Immortal obviously is already a sure. a mobile game, so I didn't really get a chance to play any of the other ones. But I think that this is, you know, I think pushing developers forward because now that the iPhone does have this ability to play these higher level games, I mean, that's just another step to make this, you know, something else that's more powerful to play video games on, which I'm all for. And I'm really interested in where this goes next as well, because um, while we, while Apple talked quite a bit about how USB-C, um, especially or basically mainly on the Pro models, um, can enhance, say, photography or, um, or videography by being able to um, immediately get uh, ProRaw photos on a Mac or transfer footage directly to an external drive, I wonder if in the future it also could be useful for gaming um, because it's got DisplayPort in there. So you can uh, connect to a 4K uh, 60 external display. That would be perfect for gaming. Um, and we can already connect a controller to an iPhone. And I just wonder, is that the next thing that's just over the horizon? Because theoretically, the, the hardware's there right now. And then you're, you're getting into kind of switch territory at that point, which really is somewhere the iPhone should be going, I feel, at this point. Well, think about like... Yeah. Think about like... Um, sorry, I had a train of thought there. <laughs> think about uh, <laughs> like <laughs> it's always happens. Think about um, Xbox and its Game Pass. We have Apple Arcade. Like this could be if they're starting to get real AAA titles that people will play on Xbox, but now you can play it on your iPhone in like you just said, like a Switch where you can play with your hands and just you know tap on the screen, but also just grab a PS5 controller plug it in or not, or think about like moving it onto an iPad. If the iPads can somehow adopt this in the future, which we would think an iPad pro could be able to do this, right? Yeah. Well, even there's so many different like handheld USB or Bluetooth controllers too. So you can just connect one of that. So it could essentially be a Nintendo switch, which is pretty impressive. So, I mean, that, that is actually a bigger deal than, I kind of I just always forget about gaming on a phone. I, I just I really do. And I have to look more at it because like Apple is investing some serious some serious stuff into this. So I'm I'm pretty excited. Also, uh, I have here on my notes that people have asked me um what the RAM is on the iPhone 15 Pro and Pro Max, and it's been confirmed that we are at eight gigs, right? So yeah, that's uh, two gigabytes more than the previous generation. That's the first RAM increase, I think, since the iPhone 11 Pro. So it's been quite a while. Shout out to the one person who emailed it's a, me. You know, it's, a, it's a Mac quantity of RAM on the iPhone for the first time. Yeah. So it is a pretty big deal. Yeah. Uh, anything else you guys want to add about the event as a whole? Uh, any of the products? Yeah, I mean, I feel like they glossed over things when now we kind of are sitting with it and sitting with the information. It's like, oh, there's actually more updates than we really thought. So I feel like, man, they should have hyped up some of these design changes too. And I think that's one of the things that I used to love is how much they used to go into talking about the design. And I feel like they kind of don't do that as much anymore. Like they really got to pat themselves on the back for a great job that they're doing. Yeah, we didn't get any of the Johnny Ive videos, you know, the style where they have a voiceover going on and... 
And I think it's because they haven't directly replaced him. Um, there is no one as, you know, industrial design chief anymore. So um, everything's a lot more kind of team and uh, group oriented in terms of the design. So it doesn't have the same kind of personality emphasis that it once had, which, you know, is a shame because I used to love those videos. Um, I just, I, I love seeing the production processes. I, I, I think that it added something kind of special when they could just make ostensibly boring factory equipment be kind of enchanting. So I would really like to see that come back. Hartley, from a vocal standpoint, I feel like you could easily do those voiceovers and it'll just, Thank it'll, you. just it'll just be right at home. It'll just feel like he never left. I'll record some just for you, Dan. <laughs> Thank just you. Some, I... Just some, you know, lis listener only content. Wow. Wow. That's some stuff right there. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think these are good phones. I think these are good watches. I, it's hard to, to be down on upgrades, no matter how big or small they really are. It just it kind of depends on what your needs are. I, honestly, I think phones nowadays are. About every, you can get away with two years, but I'd say three years is probably a good time to start upgrading. Um, your battery will certainly start deteriorating around that time. So, uh, you know, if you want to upgrade, th these are great devices to do so. Uh, Justine, thank you so much for joining us again. We really appreciate it. And we hope that we can have you on yes, in the future. Thanks for having me. Do you want to plug anything? I mean, people know where to find you, but you should still, if you got anything cool coming up. Um, well, now that there's a pink iPhone, I still have my pink iJustine USB-C cables that you can get, which oh. was so exciting to match everything. So if you are a pink fan, or even if you're not, uh, yeah, we do have those. So yeah, super excited. You can find me iJustine. And of course, we'll be doing some reviews at some point. So yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm such a huge Mac Rumors fan. So this is always so exciting. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.